Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, June 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The pressure is mounting on the U.S. and China to ease trade tensions at next week's G20 summit. Sources tell the FT that Deutsche Bank is under criminal investigation in the U.S. in connection with alleged failures to comply with anti-money laundering laws, and Renault and Nissan call a truce on their governance spat. But first, the Federal Reserve held rates steady on Wednesday, but put investors on notice for a future cut. The FT's U.S. markets editor explains the Fed's shift. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. In light of increased uncertainties and muted inflation pressures, we now emphasize that the committee will closely monitor the implications of incoming information for the economic outlook and will act as appropriate to sustain the expansion with a strong labor market and inflation near its 2% objective. That's Jay Powell, the chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve. On Wednesday, the Fed decided to hold interest rates steady, but pointed to possible cuts in the future. So he's kind of putting markets on notice. That's the FT's U.S. markets editor, Robin Wigglesworth for the fact that there might be a rate increase, but he seemed also to want to avoid making it a foregone conclusion that they might cut rates in July if these risks start materialising, but he didn't want people to take it to the bank quite yet. You said he put markets on notice. How did the markets react to this news? They saw this as a very dovish statement and some dovish projections. One Fed official, James Bullard, actually voted to cut interest rates. And quite a few members indicated that they saw a strengthening reasons for cutting interest rates. And that was enough to send the Treasury market on a strong rally. We saw especially short-term bond yields fall strongly. That typically means that people think interest rates are coming down the corner. So, Robin, with all of this in mind, what are the key elements, the Fed and investors, what are they going to be waiting for in the next few weeks? And what would that mean for Fed policy? There's quite a lot of data coming down the pipeline that will be very important for shaping the Fed's decision. Inflation is one. Inflation has been disappointing for a long time. If that continues to disappoint, that will add for the case for rate cuts. The economy has been softening, albeit not dramatically. But if we see more signs that things are getting worse, that will something that will concern the Fed. And trade. We also have you know, a trade imbroglio between the US and China. There's a meeting at the G20 soon. And if that results in at least a truce, then people might start relaxing a little bit about the economic outlook. But if things keep worsening on that front, the Fed will probably feel that it should cut rates in July just to be on the safe side. So, Robin, if nothing does come out of the G20 summit, couldn't the Fed keep kicking the can down the road until it's forced to make a decision? Yes, and that's a a great question. It goes to the nub of the issue. Markets think a rate cut in July is a done deal. The only thing markets are discussing right now is how big it's going to be. The Fed, however, seems to be not quite convinced yet. So if basically the economic data stays okay and there is no significant worsening on the trade side, the Fed might decide that the case for cutting interest rates in July is not strong enough. Markets will probably be very unhappy with that. And then we'll have to navigate a bit of a market tantrum as the Fed 
declines to cut interest rates at a time when investors are convinced they need to do so. And that could be an interesting summer for everybody. And here are the rest of today's headlines. Pressure is already mounting against the U.S. and China to ease trade tensions at next week's G20 summit in Japan. The summit will be dominated by the U.S.-China dispute, with Presidents Donald Trump and Xi Jinping scheduled to meet. But other G20 leaders could turn up the heat on Mr. Trump and Mr. Xi over practices that undermine global trade. Sources familiar with trade discussions ahead of the G20 told the FT that both countries' economic policies have caused friction and debate heading into the summit. At a meeting in Tsukuba, sources say China was cornered on industrial subsidies and steel overcapacities. Meanwhile, the U.S. agreed to discuss dispute resolution at the World Trade Organization. Washington has been pushing for reform of the global trade body, but it has previously said the G20 isn't the right forum to discuss the issue. In a statement, a Japanese official said the U.S.-China trade war was still very heated and that other G20 members were becoming increasingly concerned. Deutsche Bank is under criminal investigation in the U.S., The FT has been told that the probe is in connection with alleged failures of Germany's largest bank to comply with anti-money laundering laws. The investigation is linked to a whistleblower named Tammy McFadden. Ms. McFadden is a former compliance officer in Deutsche's Jacksonville, Florida office. She alleges that in 2016 and in 2017, she flagged a series of transactions involving entities controlled by President Donald Trump and by his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, as suspicious. But her concerns were ignored by the bank. She was subsequently sacked and has lodged a complaint with the Securities and Exchange Commission. A person with knowledge of the investigations said they were triggered after Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin referred the whistleblower's complaints to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which then referred the case to the U.S. Department of Justice. The DOJ and Deutsche Bank declined to comment. A spokesperson for the Kushner companies said, quote, Any allegations regarding Deutsche Bank's relationship with Kushner companies, which involved money laundering, is completely made up and totally false, end quote. The news of the investigation was first reported by the New York Times. It's one in a series of regulatory and financial blows to hit Deutsche Bank in the past few months. And Nissan and Renault are calling a truce on their corporate governance spat. Tensions between the two companies flared last week after the FT reported that Renault would abstain from an upcoming vote at Nissan's shareholder meeting. Given Renault's 43% stake in the Japanese carmaker, the move would have automatically blocked governance changes that were in part proposed by the French company itself. Nissan is attempting to shift from having statutory auditors to a three-committee governance system. Now, sources tell the FT the 10-day standoff has ended. Nissan said it would offer its partner several committee seats to Renault chief executive Thierry Bolloré as part of a boardroom overhaul. But some Nissan executives aren't happy with the arrangement, privately calling the standoff tantamount to, quote, blackmail. A person close to Renault says that a deal on governance with Nissan is crucial if it wants to restart the merger talks with Fiat Chrysler that collapsed last week. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following Slack, a cloud-based communications platform. Slack is the next tech unicorn to go public this year, but unlike most of the others, it will do a direct listing on the New York Stock Exchange. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.